0: Beginning, the beginning of this week, I think it was, recently, in the last few days, was the a, was a, was a yard site of the of Baruch Mimezhibizh, the Enoch the of, of the Baal and um, <coughs> and um, Baruch Mimezhibizh was a big tzaddik. He didn't have a smartphone, and mainly he was able to stay in his ruchnius. He became a very big child, they can tell you, but he was very serious, very serious rebbe. From all the rebbes, he was known to be like 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 fire. And everything was was like total dvekas in his in his in his base medish. Anyone made a made a peep that was uh, that wasn't uh, called for. Someone got too involved, in the davening wasn't called for. Um, someone started saying, "Oi!" crashing in his base medish that wasn't called for. Anything that was just a little disruptive, the person would get a, a stare down and, and they would know that this is serious business. So Rebarcha was a very serious rebbe, And a big tzaddik. <coughs> and the um, story goes that uh, the Heliger a the Levy's by of wanted to spend the Shabbos in Rebarcha, uh, in Mezhibosh. And... Um, and Rebbe Yitzchak was, was uh, I don't want to say exact opposite, but his personality was one that was of raging raging dveikus, raging excitement in his Abayi Hashem. Um, if you read the different stories about, about, about Rebbe Yitzchak, Rebbe Yitzchak's stories, he's always throwing himself into this uncontrollable dveikus states at a whim. And this wouldn't work for the Seder, or the Beis Medesh, or Baruch Me Mezhibish. So... <clears throat> So the uh, the story goes that Levias wants to come to for Shabbos And um so they asked Rabarch whether he could come, so he says he could come, but the deal is he can't make a peep the entire Shabbos. Okay? That's the deal. He can't make he can't make a peep the entire Shabbos. <coughs> so the um there's two or two gear to the story, but the are I'll tell you the more interesting gears, huh? The um it comes Friday night to the suda, and and the, and the rebbe is making kiddush, and the place is silent, and Rabbi really is holding himself together, right? Just trying not, try to control himself. The overpowering kedusha shabbos is pouring out of him. And it comes to the Hamaitzi and he wants to scream the amen at the top of his lungs, and uh, he controls himself. He's sitting in control his Mom is under control, con- under control. So on, they serve him, they serve him the fish. And they say, uh, he eats his fish, and whoever was, whoever was serving him, maybe the rabbits, and whoever was serving him says, the you did you like the fish? At this point, he broke out, he screamed out of control, I have only, he told me, do I love the fish? All he's thinking about is controlling this tremendous av of Hakadosh Also, came pouring out when someone suggested you could possibly have some sort of Shaykhus toilim Azeh. and the Hassim were about to pick him up because throw him out the window, right? Because this clearly broke every decorum rule of of the, of the tish of Harbaruchel, and Harbaruchel said, as, as as that outburst, even I could be shaylo. That's uh, that's the Rebbe very serious person. They say over to the, the Rebbe Baruchel that he said the following. <laughs> the other uh, guess was he went that's by the Nishmas. The... They say over in the Rebbe Baruchel that he says that when a person is daily, you know, some days where things go gishmak and you feel very successful, he got up, felt rested you went to shul, your coffee hit the spot, you're all, all invigorated for your davening, you get to seder, your chavush is there, learning your lunch is good, second day is good, mincha, mariv, it's all good, and you think you're doing great. And then there are days that don't go so easy. You come into yeshiva, there's this rebbe over there, who personally you have a very rough time with, very annoying, condescending, sarcastic, and you don't feel so good. Right? Then you try to you try to open your Gemara and learn, just this, you're a little tired, you have a headache, Seder doesn't go so well, Kavan and not so good, you rate yourself at that end of this day, and you say, Wow, what a failure. Right? That'd be the natural way of looking at things. So Dr. Barhman he says by him it's exactly the opposite. On days where there's a that, that goes easy, and it just feels like wow. This is so Gishmak, he says he's ready to die from the Naam di Kisufa. He's ready to faint from the Tsar of the Naam Kisufa. What's Naam Kisufa? There's a lot that says, the reason why Ilam Hazeh has to be so difficult, we have to struggle, because if we don't struggle in our daily Avaidah, when we get to Ilam HaBor, we're going to be embarrassed. Hashem is giving us so much tzar, we're going to feel like we didn't earn it. So Dr. Baruch he says, on a day where things go gleich and smooth in my Avaidah Hashem, he's doing the highest love of Avaidah Hashem, but he's suffering intensely from the fact that it's going so easy. He looks at this as being pure nama kisufa. When life is easy, this was a problem by him. Life is not supposed to be easy. So this had me thinking a little bit. This week's parsha Yaakov parasha, Rashi tells us in one of the pshatim, that Bikesh Yaakov Leishev B'Shalva. Yaakov wanted to relax. So those of us are a little balbatish are picturing Yaakov of Venus dream, dream, fantasy life, sitting on a Pacific Ocean beach, smoking a, uh, whatever, smoking a nice cigar with a pina colada. And that's what, that's what we think. This is probably what he's looking for. He wanted to relax. I mean, Avadi would have his, his stuff. He, I mean, opened, but everything, he would have the perfect drink. He would have had the perfect breakfast, the perfect lunch waiting for him, the perfect weather. And this is what we would think. This is what Yaakov avina wanted. relationship with Shalva. That's what it would appear, you know, when you look at it very, very posh, very, right? very simple. Simple people would assume Yaakov's under Madrega. And if you want to relax, what do you do to relax, Ellie? Right? So, you assume that Yaakovina's relaxation was somewhere on, on, your, on, on your radar screen of relaxation. <clears throat> the Shaila is is that Yaakovino is a very big tzaddik, as we know, much bigger than us. And he, for sure, at least learned the hakdam of Masil Sishon. Right, He probably got all the way to the Ruach parak, and he probably was able to apply it to his life and by the time he got over here, he had probably done this many times over. <coughs> and it would appear that Yaakov is b'keh shleishin b'shalva and it sounds like he wants to see b'shalva b'ilam hazeh. It sounds like he overlooked. What does b'shil say? He makes it very clear. Life is garnished. You're not going to enjoy life. Even if you find that echan me'elev that has a life, Right, that seems to be on the surface enjoyable, or or, or his, his 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 brain functions on such a low level, like the cockroaches I told you about, that everything is good because they don't have a they don't have a multi-functioning brain. All they could see is is pleasure, you know. So if someone is at such a low level and that's his life, right? Obviously, that's not that's not the tachlis, and it's not even it's not even attainable, right? As the Mishael Sharp says, everybody knows. Life from beginning to end is mole (coughs) nisyaynas. So, what does it mean that he was bigish, leshia, The Medrish brings down Nachabshat in Bayesha Yaakov verse Mugui Aviv. What was his yeshiva? What what was this sitting down that Yaakov Avina wanted to do? So, the Medjish too shells like Rashi does previously, that we just spoke about Mosh the Moshavist of Esav, and all was alufim. Esav was a big guy. He had, he had a tremendous uh, civilization. And Yaakov, the Yeshiv Yaakov is, is contrasting Yaakov's civilization with Esav's civilization. The Medjish says the following. Yaakov, Moshav, a guy's walking down the street, and before he knows it, he's sleeping. He falls asleep. No, that wasn't what happened. He's walking down the street, if you're gonna walk down the street and fall asleep, right? When was the last time I fell asleep walking down the street? It's ridiculous. Anyway, so he's walking down the street and all of a sudden he sees coming towards him a pack of dogs. And he doesn't like dogs. And these are like wild dogs. So he's pretty scared they're going to bite him and bark at him and do everything else dogs do that make people upset. What does he do? If he starts running, what's going to happen? They're gonna run after him. You can't get away from a pack of dogs, right? So what does a smart guy do? A smart guy just relaxes, just sits down amongst the dogs and makes it, and, and just you know relaxes. You know, mind over matter, you know, if I don't start getting crazy, acting crazy, they're probably just gonna leave. And that's what he that's what he does. So Zokemaj, this is tight's by Yeshiv Yaakov, Baris of Yaakov Avinu. He saw Aesov. And his pack of dogs, right? He saw all the Lufi and he saw all, all, all of Esav's civilization. This was obviously a very, a very huge nisyan to Yaakov Avinu. But instead of getting flustered by it and trying to run, and and, and thinking that you could av- avoid the nisyanis of Esav, he just relaxed and he, and he and he settled in accepting the nisyanis, not trying to run away from it. And doing this, accepting that there's Nisoyinus in Avadis Hashem. These two Medrashim of BK She'akab, B'shalva, and this matters that he was just trying, to over, just trying to stay in control of the situation of the Nisoyinus of Esav and the scary dogs of Esav, they seem to be two opposite Medrashim, two totally opposite directions. But they they overlap right? Obviously, Yaakov Avinu understood that life is full of nisyanis. So when the measure says, is Yaakov Laisha shalva, it means with all the nisyanis. So they really, on some level, they seem to go in opposite directions, but really, it gives us a, a window into what it means lesheb shalva, with all the nisyanis. Right? With all the nisyanis, Yaakov is prepared lesheb shalva. He's going to find shalva in every nisyan and not think that there's something wrong with me, my life's over, I can't do this, Rabashim put me in here. There's hashgachah every moment of my life, and we may like be leishu all the nisyonas of of Acev and Galus. <clears throat> the Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky brings down in his sefer begat He brings down the um, a muscle, from. um, I think it's Shiri Das. I think it's the Talsa, the Talza Rosh Hashiva, one of the Talsa Roshivas Rosh from way back. He says, A person has mischianus; he tries to run away from his destiny. You can't run away from your destiny. You're gonna to have to face every nisayin, and you have to be under And telling yourself otherwise is just going to depress you. Like, why am I going through this? This isn't right. If you're living your whole life as if this is b'diav, this isn't right, you're not gonna to have the to focus to be able to do what you have to do. If you accept the matziv. This is what the wants me to contend with. And this is the You wake up every day with a Maidan Le al Alechai So he says the Mashal the following You have a bird who has a very bad smell. This bird smelled very bad. Okay, that was, I don't know why the bird got but was said, the bird smelled very bad. The bird is not, not the brightest of creatures. And he, and he notices sitting in his nest and smells really bad. So he says, you know what I'm going to do? Smells up here. I'm going to build my nest that place else. So he goes to a place else and builds another nest. And sure enough, it smells again. So what does he do? He says, got to build another nest. He flies a mile away, builds another nest. Still smells. Ten miles away, builds another nest. He spends his whole life trying to get away from the smell, not realizing that he is the smell. Right? You can't get away from it. This is you. You can make the best of it. You could, you could, you cannot focus on it, You can be in the matzah. and this is the most he gives a Yidan surrounded, being clobbered by his friends everywhere he goes. Doesn't get a moment's peace. You walk down the street. You walk. You, 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 uh, you, you. Who knows what you you, you go on to call on the phone. You go to work wherever it is. Right, mauling and you're thinking to yourself that there's something wrong. I can get away from this somehow. Some people use, use the corrupt methods. They think, well, if I give, give in, I'm going to get away f- <coughs> from it. A little bit they no giving in to the you're just digging the hole deeper and you're, you're, you're further in it. Right? But there are people that are fighting, but they're fighting with a bad attitude. They're fighting with, with, with a lack of confidence. They're fighting with a, a negativity. This is not meant to be me. And they're frustrated by it. And the frustration just saps all the kaiches. And if they looked at the Nisanis and the life that Kaddosh Baruch Hu gave them is the Chachilo, they would get up and they would face the world with a, different, with a different simcha, a different bitachin, and a different level of success. <coughs> the, on sun, this, this Sunday, Erev Chanukah is, is the set of, of, of Baron Leib Bar Baron Leib Steinman was huge tamchachim, a huge tzaddik, but one thing that he was famous for was this, was this midah, the midah of, of being a, being a savlan. He did whatever he did what his das told him told him, what his Messiah was. And he did not care. He had he had people literally ripping him from head to toe and bashmutzing him and saying and, and, and what, to a normal person, it would have been something that would have been very, very very demeaning, very upsetting. And Rabbi leaps commented about this in a letter he wrote to to one of his Talmudim. And he says, he says, Baruch Hashem, my Middle is, I'm a none of this bothers me. It makes no difference what people say to me. I have my focus. If this is what if this is the massive mas- that's around me, I could find the shalva in this in this mas- <coughs> <coughs> The just a marshal, another marshal that they they say over for, I think from about barshamtiv, he brings it down over there. Uh, uh, Yakov Gal- Galinsky, he says, imagine if a woman. She's in labor. She goes to the, she goes to the hospital. They put into her into a room, and she's in a lot of pain. She says, oh, I'm in so much pain. Let me go to the room. Let me be mishana mokim. Maybe I'll be mishana mas. Let me go to the room next door. Maybe that will, will lessen the pain. What's the answer? No, the pain is yours. It's your pain. It's internal. There's nothing you can do, and you have to face it. And that's what that that's what the, any of you that are married and are going for for for, 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 for classes, you know what it means. Mind over matter. You know. And that's really what it is in every every day we have in And that is the Bikesh Yaakov, Lashi B'Shalva, Lachairah. And it even stems with the, with, the, with the Rashi. Bikish Yaakov, Lashi B'Shalva, the Sadikim, um, Vaksim, Lashi B'Shalva, right? They want us to be Lashi B'Shalva, Makash B'Avah, Lai, Dian, Sadikim, Masha, B'Sukal, Lai, so it sounds like a Kaddish Baruch is being mean. It's like, oh, you want this? I'm not going to give it to you. Right? But the Psha'at Kenzain ken al Pia Emesis is that you want oilam haba, you have to recognize oilam haba is only with, without Naamidik Yisufah. If you're not working every day and struggling, this is the Bikish Taddeek and Lashi B'Shalva by Oilam Hazeh, is Bikish Lashi B'Shalva, B'Teuchtenis Yonis, with the B'Teuchten a Kaddish Baruch, that B'Zeucher to the Oilam Haba. Just for with eyes, a, with a quick Maisa, maybe, um, on this topic. The, um... There was a, a, a rabbi's name was Yitzchak Mivarki. He was a talmud of the Chaisen Mublin, And he was from a very wealthy family. And... He, um... Was, came to, came to the Rebbe for whatever amount of time it was a week a month whatever it was, when it came time to leave the rabbi told him. The Rebbe told him, you know, you should really take a job as a, a malamid. And he's thinking to himself, take a job as a malamid. I'm from a very wealthy family. I don't need to be a malamid. Malamid didn't get paid too much back in the day. Um, actually, I, I had a, a family a family member of mine did research of a of my great grandparents in Russia. Um, from from the, the 18 1800s. So my, my namesake, actually not my namesake, my namesake's father he was a milman in Russia. And um, and they had and, and it had to be official, you know, and had to have you had to have a, a permission from the government to do it and you had to report what you what you were earning. And uh, I'm not, I'm not sure he reported everything. <laughs> but it was each kid paid he had 10 kids in his group. Each kid paid a ruble a month. Uh, for the malam, So he made ten ruble a month, a hundred and hundred, hundred and twenty ruble a year, whatever. I don't want to say it paid for being this manner. I don't know what a ruble is worth, but that was the uh, that was what a Malam, a malam had made. So Riz Mivorki is thinking, thinking to himself, <clears throat> so I have some malam, this, You know, i can work on higher level things. I don't need the money. <clears throat> anyway, the Rebbe says what he said, he heads home. As he's heading home he stops off in, in a shul on the way to Davin, and a guy sees him davening with like a geschmack. He says, "I see." Uh, a Abbas comes over to him and says, "I see your, I see your you, Davin such a slavis. I'm looking for a for my child." He says, um, "For my children, will you, could you be a So He says, oh, "Rabbi, I should be a Okay, I'll be a So he moves into this guy's house, and he's being with his kids week after week, a couple months. One day he walks into shul as he usually did, and two people are having a, uh, an argument, and they're screaming. One of the guys starts screaming and yelling and getting all, having a fit, getting all, all, all into a tizzy. So the other guy tells him back, he says, in Pasik by Asher. Meya'a Asher saw menucha, relaxation is geshmak. So what did he do? Vayet sheikh by Lisbo. He lowered his shoulder in order to be civil. He says, if you want menucha, you have to be willing to be civil. If you think you'd get menucha by running after menucha, you're never going to have the menucha. But if you want, being willing to be civil, not, not getting what you want, or getting what you really don't want, then you could, be, you could have a menuch, you could have the me Yitzhak Mivorki heard this vart, and he realized that the Rebbe sent him just to hear this vart. And this is the ticket, this is the, the, the mindset that he was lacking in his HaVadus Hashem. And when he heard this vart, he handed in his resignation as Malamed, and, um, and went on, to be whatever whatever what he became, a Grace Rebbe. Anyway, we should be Zoycha, Taka to be leish Vishava, and the Nisanis should not be too great, but when the Nisanis do come, kigalim minayam, you should be able to be be and they shouldn't be 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 distractions that distract us from our from our Hashem, from our learning from our davening, You should have simcha, we should be zoika to kodesh, and uh happy Shem on Sunday. <laughs>